Ready to move the needle in the direction that counts? Yes. Developing the right blueprint in life and building a solid financial future can be very challenging. But here's a podcast that will help you make all the right moves and build equity you need to live the life that you deserve. Welcome to the Equity Movement Podcast. Hello, good day. Welcome to the Equity Movement Podcast. My name is Julius Cartwright. I'm the founder of the Equity Movement. And on this day, we're talking about Volume two of the equity movement, which is focuses on business development. And I have on the phone with me a person that I've known for a while and I know a little bit about. His name is Christian F. Cartwright. Uh, He's actually my son. And I brought him on the show today to talk a little bit about his business. Christian, introduce yourself to the audience and tell them what you do. Hello, my name is uh, Christian Cartwright. I'm 25 years old. I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and my brand is G-rated. Uh, I specialize in custom polos, but also make uh, high-end fashion clothes for men and women. How did you come up with the name G-rated? Where did that come from? And what does that stand for? Does the G represent anything in particular? Um, well, the brand G-rated is just about um, being creative and being able to express yourself. Um, and I have a nickname and it's it's Gucci but obviously I couldn't name my clothing brand Gucci um and one day that the name just came to me I woke up and I was thinking about it and I went with it from there awesome awesome so what's how long have you been in business and how long have you been at this uh so I've been in business for two years um but I've been in the clothing fashion ideas for a long time um in high school I I just never could find the right manufacturer, but I had a couple spurts of a very good business where I, I partnered with a friend and we ordered 70 shirts um, and sold them in a week. We were selling them on Facebook and in class. We were doing everything. So I, I focused on offering so many colors. Um, so out of the 70, I think I offered 10 different color options. Um, so that was what made me unique, but it, I just had trouble finding a distributor and finding different things. Um, and now with the way the internet works, it's so easy to find um, someone that does something. If you want to make something, you can Google it and you can find any any information that you're looking for. Um, and I found a distributor um, that could create something that I wanted to make. Um, and I started there and demand, I, started, I was only doing polos at first um, and the demand for other items uh, came across. So now I do all type of things. I have turtlenecks, um, I jean jackets, um, crew necks, hoodies, certain things, um, long sleeve t-shirts, and I'm actually preparing to drop a Cleveland Browns collection. Um, it's going to be called 2K19. I will be having some real nice work, and I'm collaborating with a painter on some artwork on the shirts as well. So, okay, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. What sort of separates you from anybody else? What makes G-rated uh, the brand to buy? Um, well, I feel like G-rated, we offer something that other brands don't. Um, 
when you when you look at our products, uh, everything is of a higher quality, um, but then you're also going to pay a higher price. Um, and we also offer colorways and different items that the other brands can't offer. So, but okay. that makes us extremely unique. Okay. And w- what would you say the, the business hurdles you had have experienced and within the two year period and what are some of the successes you've had this past two years? Um, hurdles. Um, well, when you're, when you, how I mentioned the internet is so great that you can find distributors. Um, You'll also experience times where the product isn't what they said it was. Sometimes the product comes later than you wanted it to. Um, sometimes the product never comes at all. Um, so that that was one thing that just, it, it's just hard that you deal with in business, especially when you're not making everything yourself. Um, so when you have a distributor and you're ordering things, I've ordered things for, I had a customer, I ordered him a, a certain shirt, um, I designed it, and when the distributor sent it, the numbers on the shirt were so small, and it ruined the entire shirt. I had to refund him his money. I gave him a free hat. Like, it just didn't, it wasn't, it was terrible. So, um, sometimes you have to go through those experiences um, to really find the right people, and when you find good people, um, don't just purchase from them, connect with them, talk to them. Um, my main distributor is out of the country. I have the CEO's number and then I have like the head of the manufacturing's phone number. So when I, before I place the order, I'm already sending them a text, letting them know what I'm ordering and what I need. Um, so it's just, you gotta be, you gotta communicate. Um, just cause you're not face to face, you still have to talk to them. Um, it took me a while to get a phone number. However, I sent a lot of emails. Um, and we were on different time zones, so I'm sending emails in the morning, and that's like the end of there's that's the end of their work day. So it's like you it's just you gotta communicate. It's major in business. Okay, okay. So where do you see yourself and your product going over the next two to five years? Are you gonna go in stores? Are you gonna continue to operate directly off of uh, selling on the internet, or are you gonna look at brick and mortar versus click and order? Um. So as far as right now, I'm mainly focused on internet, um, but I am also going to work towards uh, working with like country clubs or anywhere where there's a demand for polos, um, golf clubs, different places like that, um, and work with their team shops and offer them customized um, polos and also turtlenecks. So things like that where they can also feel unique but also get an exclusive product. Um, I feel like that can build my brand and take it to a higher level um, but also be a place where I can offer from outside of my city as well. Gotcha. So once I get a few contracts, I can continue to build that and grow. Now, have you thought about going business to business at organizations, corporations, schools, et cetera, versus going straight to the general public or the consumer? Is there an advantage or disadvantage between the two? What's your perspective on that? Um, it, it just depends. Um, I don't really want to go towards schools just because of the price point um, of my product. Um so that's the reason why I wouldn't go directly towards schools, but places that are willing to pay more, 
uh, certain companies are willing to pay more, but um, when you go to, because my product is of a high quality, um, I can go and I can charge a higher price. Um, and it's just, it's not just easier, but it's, it's more efficient when you're going towards people that are willing to pay more. Does that make sense? Got it. Got it. Uh, what about, um, what advice can you give anybody else going in business? I mean, this is sort of the retail clothing business and a lot of type of businesses out there for other young people that may be evolving or looking to become entrepreneurs in business. What advice would you give them? Listen, 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 listen to everyone and, and then take from what they, what they've told you and, and accept what you need to hear from them. You know, like a lot of people will tell you a lot of things. They'll tell you how to do something. They'll tell you how you should do your business. And you can't listen to every person. You can't just change your business every time someone tells you to, but listen to what they said. And there may be some points or valid points or things that you can change. And, and just grow off of what people are telling. Um, so can and, you, can you not to cut you off, can you cite one example where that may be relevant in your business to communicate to an audience? Um, well, so I wear, I work at a, um, I'm a manager at a hotel and restaurant and I'm also in charge of banquets. And I wear my polo sometimes to work. And one particular polo, actually the first polo I ever made, it gets compliments every time I wear it. And people always ask me, do I sell it at country clubs? Like literally it's different people, different times, multiple people. At, like, it's just always the same question. And it just made me, it's like, how can I not approach them now if they're asking me this? And they're not even of my age. I'm 25. These men are all over 40, 45 making comments on the polo um, and they can see the quality of it. So it's just an opportunity. Um, and with the way my business is set up, I can offer a country club uh, their own colorway an exclusive colorway or an exclusive collection um, each season. And then I can do long sleeve, short sleeve. Um, but then I can also offer their customers like a customization. So, Maybe my polos will be in their stores for seventy-five, but then I could tell them for a hundred dollars you can customize it and add additional add-ons and et cetera from there. So um, also could do for teams if you have like a little a polo team or different things like that. Um, can offer those teams group pricing and things of that nature. So yeah, speaking of pricing, something. that's that's sort of one thing, Christian, that we did not talk about the pricing. What are the prices and who is your target audience? Who's your target market? Because I heard you say seventy-five dollars uh, is that—that's not the typical polo that most people buy. At seventy-five dollars. So obviously, you know, based in your millennial bracket, I mean, who—who's your actual audience? Who are you targeting? You targeting a certain generation, a certain income range, male versus female? What's the situation there? Um. So, I with my polos, I target mainly males. Um, but I've also been working with some other um, seamstress and designers to um, work with them to add a female aspect to some of the polos I've had. Um, in a recent fashion show, I showcased um, five female polos. So that was something that I had never done before. Um, and they weren't just 
men's polos with women wearing them. They were actually, um, I had a twill full length um, polo. I had a long extended polo dress and then I had three crop top polos. Um, so it was something that was different and I had never done before. So it was definitely a different look. Um, so as far as who was my target market, um, it depends. So with my products, I order short amounts of them um, and I like them to be exclusive. So when I have them, I make them and then I'll never design that same thing again. Um, I may do something similar, but I won't make the same collection and order them again. So when you buy my polo, it's exclusive. They usually range anywhere from 60 to 85. Um, so they're in, in that range. Okay. And and then my target market, it, it changes. Um so I'm preparing for a Cleveland Browns collection. Um, I'm not expecting to sell many of those in Pittsburgh. So that it, it just depends on who I'm looking for. Um, and then with the Browns collection, it's more high-end. Um, this is something that you would wear going out, um, but you could also wear it going to the game, and it'll be an eye-catcher guaranteed. Someone will ask you where you got it. Um, so it's... What would be the price range? More, of, what's, what's the price range there? What are you looking at the price range? The polos will be between 60 and 80. Um, I'll have short sleeve t-shirts at, at 30. Um, I also have a basic t-shirt at 25 and long sleeve t-shirts at, at 40. So if I wanted to learn a little bit more about G-Rated and and how to follow you and stay in tune to what you have going on, what's the best way to reach you or follow you? Is there certain social media aspect? So via Instagram, um, it's G dot rated R A T E D two one six. Um, and then my website is www dot G rated clothing dot co. Okay. Go got it. Got it. So anything, uh, any other advice or comments as we look to close this, this up that you'd like to share with the audience and our listeners, about G-Rated and Christian Cartwright. Stay in tune. I got a lot of things coming. Get ready. Get ready. You're going to take it to a ne next level. So once again, we thank you for tuning in to our business development section, Evolving Entrepreneurs. Uh, this is episode two. We appreciate you participating. Christian, we really appreciate you carving out a, few, a little time today to discuss this and uh, wish you lots of success on your entrepreneur career and uh and g-rated as well and uh hopefully our listeners will support it and people will back up what you're doing and uh, keep up the good work stay focused and uh continue to grow your brand and continue to grow and expand your business and it's it's a journey it's not an overnight situation so once again thank you for joining the show and uh, any closing remarks as we conclude that you would like to share no i definitely just i appreciate the time Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Equity Movement Podcast, where we showcase and educate evolving entrepreneurs on financial wellness and so much more. For more information, visit us at www.equitymovement247.com and follow us on all the social media outlets. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and our YouTube channel. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday, noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 Central Standard Time, 
and 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll see you next week.